Hey guys, thanks for listening to Set Your Expectations. This is the podcast that explores different careers and aspects of life with a new guest every week. We talk about the different misconceptions that we as a society have about them and the preconceived notions that we have about each of these things. My name is Joe, and I'm your host, Josh, my co-host. Who do we have today? Well, Joe, today we have Stephanie Revis. Now, Stephanie Revis is a special education teacher. Uh, and she teaches at her own alma mater. Now, Stephanie's an old friend of ours, so it was fun getting to sit down and catch up with her uh, about her career and the things she does on a daily basis. Now, um, she explained to us what led her down the path of the educator, what led her back to her own alma mater, and ultimately what led her to choose special education. Um, I thought it was a great episode, though. Yeah, it was definitely it was a lot of fun. Um, without further ado... Stephanie Revis. And what do you do? What I makes am, you special? I am an intervention specialist for the high school students of the East Side. Yeah, and that's your alma mater, right? You are correct. It's also our alma mater. It's also our alma mater. What's that like, teaching in a place where you kind of grew up? It's amazing. You have these nostalgic memories and these feelings that come back at you, and you're just like, oh my god. Like, I remember sitting here and being right here where these kids are and it's just a really good feeling man i love it was that your goal um when you came out of uh, your your schooling was that your goal you wanted to be at that school or was it just you got lucky and happened upon an opening no actually not um so i found out about this opening um when i was at my student teaching uh, position and I was you know kind of told like go and apply for this so I'm like okay you know so I did and um, I just did through you know the district and um, I got set in a totally different high school and I wasn't very happy with it so I didn't even go um, but before school started I propositioned them. I'm like, hey, so I live really close by. I really want to be a part of these kids' lives. I went to the school. Like, can you please, please, please put me there? No questions asked. She was like, yes, just go and do it. You obviously have a drive and a love for these kids. So, and the school. So, yeah, I just kind of proposition myself to be there, I guess. I don't know. You, you kicked that door open, huh? I did. That's pretty awesome. Is it something that you, you had thought about a lot before that? Or once you got into that into that mindset, you were just like, nah, I'm going to make this happen. No. Um, actually, I always wanted to do early childhood. And, um, you know, I did my student teaching at a high school, and I fell in love with that. I was at a high school. Um, was it like a surprising <laughs> thing for you? It was. It was in a suburban setting. So it's totally opposite of what I'm used to. Right, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, so I did this uh, the suburban high school setting, and I fell in love with it. And it was math, and I'm very not strong in math. So, so you know, um, I did that, and I just fell in love with it. And like I said, this uh, supervisor I had, she told me about the district having this opening, and, and I just kind of took charge and kept going for it, and... Here I am teaching my half of the semester there, and I'm loving it. How old are you? 
I am 30. You're 30. Yes. The the 30. I am at the 30. Okay. Uh, Dirty 30. (laughs) So... (laughs) Are there generally uh, in your line of work, I guess in your school at least, are you on the younger side of the staff members? No, actually I do have a few um, staff members that are, you know, between the mid-20s range and I am, I'm kind of right up their um, middle card, you know, I, yeah. I, we do have uh, some teachers that are still there that we are all familiar with. Oh, nice. And um, so they're, they're right up maybe a decade older than I am, but nothing too old, older than right? I don't, I don't know. Is it weird for you now being peers uh, with people that were your superiors, your, your teachers back it, in the day? Yeah, it is weird. It's, um, I'm getting used to it still. Like, hanging out with them, it's just a different experience, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I would have to imagine, like, people that you, like, respected and, like, admired as a child, essentially. Or maybe yeah. not. Or, yeah, or maybe hated. Right. Or and then, possibly loathed. Yeah, and then you find out that you actually like this person. And, and now that you're an adult, they're, they're just like, man, you were a little fucker when you were in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yes. well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, no. do, you, do, do you feel like they all take you and people in your situation as seriously as they do um, older people? Older teachers? Um, to yeah. be honest, I am in a different unit than the gen ed. So me being okay. a special ed teacher, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, to be honest, I'm shunned. And I'm going to I'm gonna be honest about it. Um, I'm kind of with my own people, I guess you'd say, my own teachers, the special ed teachers. So oh those my gen God. ed teachers. High school is clicky even, yes. for, the, even for the adults. So, I mean, I mean they are shit. very accepting. They are, they are really helpful. But... Um, no, they, they just kind of, they look at me still as that student. They're like, oh, well, stuffy, you know, they still call me that. And, you know. <laughs> oh, no respect. And they still call me Stockman, my maiden name. So they're just like, wow. I don't know. They're, they they still treat me kind of like a student. I'd say. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds just, like they treat you exactly like a student. Yeah. yeah. And they're just wow. like, have you ever imagined, you know, teaching where you graduated from and I'm just like well I didn't expect it but I always knew I wanted to be a teacher so mm-hmm. I mean I'm just proud of where I came from so I wanted to pay it forward so here I am kind of thing and and they're very respectful they really are and, and they're very helpful so but yes I am kind of on my own with my special ed teachers with my cross categorical because that's the specification that I am teaching in so we have different levels what is that like um so i deal with mainly um students that have cognitive disabilities and intellectual disabilities adhd kind of things like that um so these students that i'm dealing with they are so much lower than those students that are in the resource room so i'm not really in the transitional field Mm -hmm. but i am the step below is what I, I'm usually telling people. So these students that I have are usually ranging at like a kindergarten to first grade reading level. Okay. That's where yeah. they are at. So. Is it, is it everything that is kind of that level or is it just, just the reading? Um, it's just usually comprehension, um, memory, kind of things like that. Um, yeah. They're actually quick-witted. You look at them and... 
and they just they're normal you know and, mm. and that's a lot of things that a lot of the misconceptions that people have about my group of kids oh they look normal why you know it's just they have this memory this comprehension and they're retaining these skills so it just kind of goes in and leaves them for mm -hmm. a moment and you just have to keep remembering and reminding them and visualizing with them so the suburban high school that you came out of were you working with similar types of students or were you working with uh gen, gen ed yeah there you go no um actually i was with special ed they um it was a math class so it was a resource room it was um pretty much so this is what i like to say about my students i have now so the curriculum is set up where you the students have to meet the curriculum so my students they can't meet the curriculum so the curriculum has to meet them the students i had at my special ed um suburban setting for my uh, student teaching we had the curriculum and it was set for them and we just had to make goals and kind of chunk it up for them so my students now i have to do a completely different curriculum i have to set it up for them as a way so that they can maintain it wow this is going to sound i guess like a uh, a poorly worded question oh then don't ask it they can no. they, they get diplomas right they do but i i need like what i want to ask is what are there requirements for a diploma? Because it can't be the same as everyone else, right? It is. Um, so they have to have the same credits okay. as anyone else. Um, they have to take classes. So you have your English core, you have your math, you have your sciences, um, you have your electives. And the only thing that's different about these students is, is that they are on an IEP. And are you familiar with an IEP? Was it an independent education program? Individualized education. Uh, you were so close. I was sure, close. I am <laughs> That's a good-ass guess. Two out of three, ain't bad. <laughs> no. That's 66% of the fucking fail. So this is just a legal document saying this is how we have to teach this individual mm -hmm. and um, the goals that they have to maintain and the setting in which they need to gain their education. So students, if they pass your, your curriculum and the curriculum all throughout high school in those classes, they're obviously going to have a, a much different um, set of, of learning things that they, they're taking in. They're not going to know the same types of stuff that the gen, gen ed. Right, yeah, the general education. But their diploma still it still works the same as a gen ed diploma, correct? Correct. Okay. Just as valid. Yep. It's just they have a different way of maintaining that education, and we are to give it to them in a way that they can obtain that education and be successful in career or college. Which, which really should be the way that it's dealt with for everyone. For everyone. As opposed to, stand, as opposed to standardized uh, testing. Uh, yeah. I agree. Because you don't allow children to thrive when you force them into a <clears throat> testing situation, but that's my own. No, <laughs> I, like I, I totally hate, I I agree. I do too, because these poor students, you know, we have all these students that come in and they're stressing out about testing and they're stressing about about this and it's like don't stress about that like just have fun and and you know get an education that we've all been able to have you know mm -hmm. so it, it's just sad to see that they are just stressing about these tests we had some um osts recently and you know my kids weren't too concerned about it but 
that's the thing, like, I try to instill in them, like, don't worry about the test, just kind of do what you need to do and learn your test-taking strategies and the self-confidence. You know, you have to have that self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You feel like uh, your kids don't get enough credit or, like, people kind of... Uh, Look down on them? Yeah. I do. You know, I have all these coworkers that... You know, oh, your kids this, your kids that. And it's like, what about my kids? They're awesome. Like, they may be a little, you know, stirring the pot a little bit. Mm-hmm. They may be a little troublesome, but they're my kids. And, right. and yes, I, I do agree with that they don't get enough slack because not only are they coming in with, you know, deficits in education, they're also coming in with uh, low-income background families that they're struggling with trying to maintain mm-hmm. a living there and they're having to deal with their family issues and there's no respite yeah and it's just like they come to my class and they can feel as if they are one with everyone and they belong so yes i totally i totally get that how many many classes do you have in a day i have english one through four so that's four classes and then i have um my world studies so five so you're you have kids all across mm-hmm. the board. You have yes. freshmen, you have seniors, you have all types. I do. Um, how big are your classes generally? Um, it depends. So my freshman classes, we range about 13 to 14 students. And that's my world studies and my English one. And that's a bit smaller <clears throat> than like what a regular class size would be? Yes. Generally, you're running about 20 to 30. Okay. Um, and the law, you know, they have the law and all that good stuff behind it and the union. So you have 14 um, in my freshman class, about 14 average on a daily basis. Um, First hour and seventh hour. So I'm seeing them before, you know, the whole day goes. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, I get to hang out with them. That's cool. So, you know, I get to see them when they're tired and I get to see them when they're wide awake and their meds are worn off. (laughs) Um, They're great. So, and then I have my seniors, my sophomores and my juniors. And in between there, I have my lunch duty that I get to see everybody. So it's pretty cool. Hmm. So I get to see all of them. Um, okay, so so when did you first decide that you wanted to be an educator? Hmm. In, in these last three decades of your life. <laughs> the last three decades. At what point did you, did you decide that that's what you wanted to do? Probably when I was in elementary school. Was there a specific thing that kind of tipped you? No, I just I just love the idea of teaching and helping people and shaping young minds, I guess. I don't know. I, I just remember I'd always pretend that I was a teacher with all my stuffed animals, and i just go at it, you know? Oh, yeah. Know. So I, I don't know. Did, yeah. you, did you grade uh, your teddy bears? You yes. Know, tests? Yeah. Did you, did you grade them very... <laughs> was there a curve? <laughs> yeah, were you, were you harsh on them, or? <laughs> it was not subjective. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wow, objective grading for the Bears. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So, was there something before then, like, did you ever have a dream job when you were a kid? Anything outside of, like, teaching that you can think of, or was this always what you wanted to do? No, you know, you have those ideas that you're going to become something. And so I always thought I would be an actress or something to deal with, like, being famous. 
Something dramatic. Yeah, something dramatic because it's awkward. But, but now you anyways. get to go and be dramatic in front of like I do. Classes all I do. It's so fun. I get to like bring in pop culture references and actors and actresses mm-hmm. and wrestling and you know all these things that I'm passionate about and the kids are passionate about. So I'm like, yeah, let's just pretend that we're that. Yeah, know? that's something I wanted to touch on. I noticed. <laughs> I think did you take in The Walking Dead once? Yes. So um. My sophomore, juniors, and seniors, we've been doing a unit. Um, I compiled a unit that we read the comic book for The Walking Dead. I, I took the compendium one and I kind of slid it in half to um, where the episode one ends and where it begins and all that good stuff. And um, they compared and contrast the episode to the comic book. Which okay. is really beneficial for my kids because you have the visual, you have the words, and it's not a lot, and it's not daunting, and it's something of interest for them. So they all described on how, you know, in the beginning of the school year, we liked The Walking Dead, and when it became, you know, the time in October, Negan was, you know, the <laughs> yeah. big bad guy, and they're like, oh my gosh, Glenn. So I really Spoiler. honed in on that. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, spoilers. No, it's okay. Um, if they haven't seen it by now, then, then they know, just need wrong. to get, yeah, get with it, it you know. So I, I took this unit and I created a unit where we're incorporating all kinds of sequencing, which my kids really need to work on first, next, then, and last, you mm-hmm. know, things like that, putting thing, uh, you know, stories in order, um, comprehension questions, things like that. Um, we've really worked on comparing and contrasting what does that mean saying different you know these vocab words that they're not really strong with and that we're really honing in on so they did awesome and so we're going to continue that with the next semester so do you have any other ideas of where you're going to branch out to or are you going to keep going with the walking dead you know, since we are in Ohio, we have this common core curriculum we have to go by, you know, the standards. And then I have also our IEP goals. Um, I'm still going to hone in on the comprehension skills, vocab, um, context clues. And um, we're also going to focus on foreshadowing, irony, things like that. Like, So we're really getting into the English standards for Ohio common core curriculum here mm. you know the <laughs> second season so <laughs> oh yeah um, so you go to the bars yes now and then yes if you're at a I bar or you're out somewhere <clears throat> and you meet somebody and you introduce yourself mm-hmm. what do you say you do how do you how do you word your job title i'm a teacher you just generalize, I'm a teacher? I'm a teacher, and then when they ask specifics, I say I'm a special ed teacher. So when you say that, what like what kind of response do you generally get from people? <laughs> I get, oh, your job must be really easy. You get to just pretty much babysit these kids. Oh. Yeah. Or I get, oh, you know, you just have to, you know, watch over them and teach them, you know, pretty much watered-down curriculum. Yeah. Or I get... <laughs> This is, yeah, it's just not just people in bars, it's family members as well. So um, you get all that good stuff. And then, you know, oh, or you get the, I, I really commend you. You do it. That's the saint's job. It's like, 
They're, they're kids. Yeah. They need me just as much as the gen ed needs me or, you know, another general ed teacher. So it, it's kind of sad, but then it's like, I get it because people aren't very educated on the whole special ed background mm-hmm. because they're still stuck in, you know, that they just pretty much shun them and put them in a room and there you go. Yeah. It's I was like, I don't mind. Do you feel like this, um, where we are now is a lot more advanced than where we were, say, 10, 20 years ago than that? I do because we have a lot of laws and we have a lot of backing and we have a lot of people that will help you and you have a lot of resources that you can go to if, if you need the help or um, if the students need the help or, you know, you have a lot of resources in, online. You know, you, you have a lot of options, I guess you'd say. So I totally agree agree that you know we have a lot more now than 20 years ago because we didn't have that backing yeah so not strictly limiting you to where you are now mm-hmm. but in your line of work uh what's the worst trouble you've ever gotten into me personally mm-hmm. worst trouble like cool. a slip up or something you were like ah Probably shouldn't have said that. Like in the classroom or... Sure, or in school. Or in school, like as in general. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything offhand. I mean, maybe like a curse word in front of the kids or something. But they respect me because they're like, yeah, Miss Barr, you totally, (laughs) you are on our level. Like, you know that word? Cool. I don't know. Does does it happen often? Uh, well, you know, the the day before we went on to winter vacation, this one student I have, um, we had a situation in our cross-curriculum science class where a student needed to go to the hospital. So the teacher sent all the kids into my class. So I had like 30 kids in my class, which was really different from what I'm used to. It was about the last 20, 25 minutes before winter vacation so this kid they're all like cussing they're all doing things like inappropriate and we're trying to watch the end of the walking dead episode like three i don't know probably not a, you know really too good for my students but hey they're all of, they're all of age so you know they're all cursing and i'm like hey you guys you can't say that and so i had another student go yeah me and miss r are the only one that can say you know curse words and then he like proceeds to say oh god damn it like because he says it's so funny so i laugh every single time and i probably shouldn't laugh <laughs> but i do and it, it's like, a little encouragement goes a long way and so like when i laugh it's like it's over with because now they have full range to do it mm-hmm, yeah I need it. And being a first year teacher, I have to really work on that. It's just like, oh god, I I, I get it. Is it hard not to laugh? <laughs> it uh, is so like, hard. I, I imagine there's a lot of things where they try to guide you that way because they know they'll get away with more if they can get you to laugh. And then I just shake my head at them. Some of the times I'm just like, you can't say that. I'm your teacher. Like, <laughs> and I think like maybe they think I'm young is still younger and like I'm really at their level which I'm not and then you have other teachers that allow that in their room so they're they're not really quite used to like the I don't know consistency in classrooms Mm. so so it's just it's crazy I just 
put my hand on my head half the time. Like, okay. Is, is that a misconception you think a lot of kids have about younger teachers? Is that they can get away with more? I think or? so. I think they do because, you know, we have a, a teacher that is a little older in the math department. And he pulls no punches. And they know it. And, you know, me and my science teacher that we're really, I'm really close with, we're kind of more laxed, but we're also, I'm more of, not a disciplinarian, I wouldn't say, but I'm more um, strict on rules and consequences. Like, you have to act a certain way. A little if, more authoritative. Then, yeah, if then, in my class, because I'm not going to let you just go full-blown crazy in my room and then let it be just nonsense, because mm-hmm. that's just, no. So, I don't know. I, I do think that they think, oh, because you're this younger girl that they don't, I don't know, take you more seriously, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think uh, being a female has something to do with that? I do. I really do because I see them responding to other teachers in the lunchroom while I'm observing and walking around doing my lunch duty. I'm like, oh, they're responding to him totally different. He doesn't even know that person. But if I were to go over to that student and say the same thing, they'd be like, uh, Masara, what are you talking about? Like, get mm-hmm. out of here. Like, <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, I'm, and I'm still trying to establish my ground with these students because, it, yeah, it, it may be December and we've been in school since August, but they're still getting used to the routine and so am I. So it's like we're trying to get all on the same path here. <laughs> You're all getting there together. Yeah. You know, it's, it's progress. It's, it is what it is. I'm not going to be too hard on them about it. You know, they're high schoolers. I'm not going to mm. put down the foot and them totally react in a negative manner towards me because that's definitely because not it, what you need in a special <laughs> ed classroom. And that's, what, that's how teenagers react to everything. Yeah, so. totally. Any teenager you have. And then I have students that are totally um, cognitively um, at a disadvantage, so then they're responding in a different manner. And I'm just like, I have to watch mm-hmm. really what I do and what I say always. So... So, um, do you feel like there's a higher demand for, like, special ed teachers? There is, actually. Um, I'm going to be honest. If you are going to school for teaching and you really have a drive to teach students, um, probably you should get into special ed because, first off, if you're passionate, if you're patient, and if you're consistent, then that's totally the field for you, and there's so many opportunities out there working preschool early childhood uh junior high and high school there's so many uh, levels that you can work in and then um there there's just so much out there and you don't have a problem with finding a job to be honest and that's the thing like i didn't go into it because of that but I've noticed a lot of a lot more people are starting to get into the special ed trend because it is pretty much the field that you know um, is hiring. More yeah, yeah, more jobs and more continuation with that, and you, we're always finding that students are in such need that there's more teachers available because of that. So. Um, do you, so do you, would you say you feel like you have uh, job security? In, in what you do? I do, um, because not only do you have job security in the teaching uh, profession, but you have 
like I said, I am in the self-contained unit is what it's called, but it's cross-categorical. So you have that, you have your transitional, where you're going out with the students and they're meeting their goals for um, work placement. Um, you have your multi-handicapped, you have your resource rooms that, you know, they just need a little bit more guidance and a little bit more um, structure and, you know, a little bit more help. Um, and then you have your students that are inclusionary. So you have your INCS teachers that are in the general education, math, science, English, that you're kind of not being a tutor, but you're alongside them, helping them in the general education room. So you have all these different classrooms that you can be in. That's just the high school. And then you think about it, you have your preschool, you have your um, early childhood settings. There's just so many different yeah, options. There's a lot you can do across the board with that. Totally. What, what kind of, uh, I don't want to get too far away. You mentioned mm -hmm. uh, like job preparation or mm -hmm. what, what were the terms you use? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, well, essentially <laughs> getting, getting people ready for the workforce. Um, oh, transition. There you go. Okay. Um, I remember you talking about uh, like getting people ready for that and other ways post-high post school that don't involve college. Oh, yeah. So in my own classroom, is that what you're meaning? Okay, yes. yes. Totally. Um, my students... Um, I, I really want to focus on the need that they don't have to go to college. They don't have to do that because, you know, the district and any, any school you go to, they're always pushing students to go to college. And, oh, yeah. And, and that's not always fair, especially for my students. They, they don't have to go to college. They no. might not be successful in college. So I want to see them successful in a venue where they're going to be doing something that they love and that they want to do. So I've been trying to have people come to my classroom and discuss, especially people around the area in which we're from, um, and, you know, people that have graduated, alumni from the high school. Yeah. High school. yeah. And so I, I've been wanting to have these people come in and tell them that it's, it's okay not to go to college. It's okay to find a vocational option. It's post-secondary. It's okay to go straight to work and maybe you'll find your way along, you know, the f next few years of your life. You don't have to put yourself in college in which you're, you might not be successful because while their, their IEPs follow them in college, they might not get the help that they need in those classes and then they're going to struggle and then they're going to be put into debt and it's, it's just not yeah, you, you get them. you get forced into a situation yeah. where, not, where now you're in debt and also you feel like a failure because yeah. you like it just i mean school's obviously not for everybody right and exactly and we I were we were all pushing that. we were all pushing to it so <laughs> hard you you're okay it's okay My hands um, are flying. but yeah i mean like we were, we were pushing it. like we had two options in high school it was either Go to college, or when these army dudes come, sign up. Yep. Yeah. And that that was it. Exactly. And I don't want them to feel that. Like, I have a lot of students that are seniors coming to me. Miss R, you know, I'm gonna, I want to go to UT, and I'm just like, okay, well, what do you want to do? Well, I want to be an actor. Okay. Well, let's let's be a little realistic. Let's see some different options that you can you can find. I just don't want them to go into these things and 
feel like that was the only thing that they had an option for. Mm -hmm. And and I'm, I'm just trying to instill some self-confidence in these students, but also guiding them into a way in which would be beneficial for them. Yeah, and, and obviously raising the, the chances or the opportunities for them to be successful. Um, it's hard enough for Gen Ed uh, and, and us getting shoved into college because that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, and especially when you don't know what you want to do, it's like, oh, well, don't worry. You can be undecided when you get there. Right. You're still going to owe them money. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you go here as long as you want. Totally. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I always tell them, you know, they're like, oh, you're 30 and you just graduated from college? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, but, you know, I, I, I took a little different path. It's not about, you know, yeah. how you, it's not it's the about journey, how dude. long. Yeah, it's the journey, like... Okay, so I, I went out and I went to Owens and I did my early childhood thing. And then I went to UT and I'm just like, all right, well, that was about four years later. I did the whole marriage thing, bought a house, and then I went to UT. Like, mm-hmm. it, it took a long time to get there, but you have to be on your own thought process. You have to have that. All right, well, I'm ready because I wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah, the thing is you're in a different place in your life now where you're definitely, the confidence that you have Mm -hmm. and the passion that you have now, if you had forced yourself through this program like six years ago, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't. And that's what I always get asked by my coworkers. Like, okay, so you're 30 years old. You're a little older than a lot of the new teachers coming in while you're still a new teacher. Um, Do you think that helped you? I'm like, yeah, because... (laughs) Six years ago, no. Seven years ago, eh, no, probably not. Ten years ago, oh no. Like, I, I probably wouldn't have even yeah, been mean, able to the, the, function. The, the thing is, like, what 18 year old is going to respect a 21 year old teacher? Right. Yeah. I know I would know. Like, get out of here, nerd. I mean, I can, I can remember <laughs> teaching nothing just from having, like, teacher's assistants. And yeah. Right. And it was, it, was either, it was either that dude's hot, that chick's hot, or they're some asshole I'm never going to listen to. Right, that is so true because that's sometimes how I feel. Like, okay, they're probably just looking at me like, all right, well, you're you're either a dork, you're a nerd, or and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I rock that. I'm a geek, you're like whatever. But <laughs> it is what it is. Let's have fun and let's get educated. And so then I like distract them with that. Like, <laughs> oh, and then I play music. It's and like, like, what? I just tricked you into learning. Now who's the I nerd? Do. Do you, do. do you use your age to your advantage then in that way? With my students or just yeah. in general? Because, I mean, imagine I trying to stay hip, yeah. like uh, a six-year-old teacher oh, coming okay. in and saying, well, we're going to read a Walking Dead today. <laughs> oh, that'd still, still be kind of red. Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. If Herschel walks in. <laughs> yeah, yeah he totally. Just, he just like, looks so red. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't know, like... That's the thing. Um, it's a fine line because I don't want to be overly, like, over the top with trying to relate to these kids. But then again, I'm just, like, I'm trying to relate and I'm trying to bring an interest in my classroom for them. So. What's got to help get the message across, especially if you said, like, you mentioned music. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody twice your age who <clears throat> tries to talk to these kids about music, they're going to oh, be yeah. like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, some kids may even... Do you even like, like music, way. old man? Yeah, some, some kids may even like you that way, with you being Thank twice you. some of their age. With uh, music, especially music. I play, like, Green Day, and I play Fall Out <laughs> Boy, and I'm Taking Back Sunday, and they're just like, what is this? And I'm just like... 
this is the good stuff, man. Like, you need to listen to this. Yeah, and all, they're just the, like, all of those are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, you listen to them people that do the mannequin challenge. Like, get out of here. Like, that's the only oh, the mannequin challenge. We did do that a few times in my classroom. And it was pretty fun. <laughs> that was like the quietest time in my classroom. I will have to say that. But thank you. What is his name? Roy Schmammer? I don't even know. But they love him. They love him. And I'm just like, oh. We're we're leaving it alone. Yeah, we're leaving that alone. We're going to leave it right where it laid. But that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to relate to these kids. Some of them, they're like, yeah, Miss R, I love this group. I love Green Day. I love, you know, okay, cool. My parents listen to that. Yeah, and I'm just like, and you know, I do have some kids calling me their school mom, and I'm just like, yes, I have. I am that person now. Like I am somebody's school mom, and I and I and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as you can just like settle in that. Like, yeah. It, but get cozy yeah. in that role. I want to. I want to spend the, the briefest moment mm-hmm. on the wonderful thing we call the interwebs. Mm-hmm. How does that affect the children of the age group that you teach? Because I that's I pure you, pure millennial. Just just from my uh, my line of work mm-hmm. that I do, uh, I get a lot of people who will reach out to me on social media. Yes. and I find out no, you're in high school. Yep, I can't sell you a car. Like what? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. And like I can only imagine like all of these kids are on social media. They are, and you know what? Um, they first day. I introduced myself. I did my whole PowerPoint with the memes, like going over procedures and rules and consequences with, and all this good memes? stuff. Yeah, with memes, like, you know, the cat meme and what have you, like, whatever. So I did this, and, and then I, I was very strict on a, <laughs> on a slide in my PowerPoint. I'm like, please don't add me to Facebook, don't add me to any social media, because that can interfere with my job. Mm-hmm. I can lose my job. And that's the thing. Like, if you graduate from high school and you are not my student anymore, then fine. Like, we can be on that basis where we're friends, we're, Mm -hmm. you know, we're comrades, whatever. But, (laughs) no. So, you know, I do have some students that try to add me. and, And they try to, you know... Oh, can I cut your grass this day? Um, and I'm just like, no, like, step it right now. Like, I don't want you to, like, I'm trying to set everything to private. Like, leave me alone. Like, I love you guys but, in class. And you time, are my kids. At the same time, you're but, too old to figure out how yeah, this technology works. Right? Yeah, I'm just like, please stop. And they were just like, you don't have a Facebook. I was like, no, I don't. And then they, and my name is a really hard name to figure out. Yeah. And I'm just like, if you can figure that out, awesome but then like i'm not gonna add you like just keep trying like till you're 18 and out of high school like that's what that's right. a different story but we are not you know, snapchat buddies we like. are not. <laughs> and i got told the other day they're like why are you on snapchat that's for young people i'm like oh thanks oh I'm like oh you got me there yeah somebody said something to me about twitter and i was like uh when i made my twitter you were like <laughs> Eleven. Okay. And the funny thing is, is I teach through Twitter. Like I do, like some English lessons. I do like my poetry, and I'm gonna be Twitter playing, haikus. Yeah, Twitter haikus, and and I'm trying to do a, a Great Gatsby theme where you know we're gonna tweet how they would respond on Twitter. But I don't know. Oh you know? man. I, mean, I don't know. It'd be so, so good. It yeah, it might be good, but then it might be like. 
Should I open that can of worms? It is, that is going to be a, a very slippery slope for you. And that's where I have to like really know the, the thing what is, classes and who and what and where and why. And, wow. and you gotta know you gotta know when to put the pen in it too, because someone's gonna say yes. something and you're like, that's the last one. Yeah. <laughs> no more. So like, I have to it. really know my students. Uh-huh. Yeah. And doing something like that, I mean you almost have to have social media just under your school. Yeah, thing. totally. You know what I mean? Right. Just like Mrs. whatever and then social media comes right. just for that mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. you monitor these things happening. Oh yeah, but other than that, no. Like, I tried to do the mannequin challenge and it was really weird because I'm like, I don't know how to get to these kids. I don't know how to send the picture so I'm like, email it to my school email, you know, or do this or do that. And it's just like, it was just too much. I'm just like, okay, never again. Like, this is just crazy and then i'm like okay let's do a hashtag on instagram but then they're like you're on private i was like oh yeah i am private and i'm not taking it off <laughs> like <laughs> i'm not doing it. what's it like with the i mean i feel like our generation is bad enough with needing instant gratification <laughs> oh man but the generation below us i can only imagine having always existed on the um, internet the broadband generation. And, yeah. We're, and we're dial-up never, kids. Ever dealing with dial-up and always having text messages, not knowing what it's like to have to wait till you get home to call someone. Um, I say this on a daily basis. Like, these students, they need that instant gratification. Like, if I don't respond to them in a second or if... Say, for instance, I'm at lunch duty, and these students that I'm not even familiar with, only on lunch duty basis, you know, they're waiting in line. They're like, why are we waiting in line? It's like, because you have to wait, because we can't overload these lunch ladies. And, you know, there has to be some kind of order. And they're just like, well, we want our food now. And it's just like, you need to be patient. (laughs) Patience, young grasshopper. That's what I always tell them. And I'm just like... Oh my goodness. Like, that's the thing with a lot of my students. They don't understand. They have to wait for things. They have to be patient. And not only within the classroom, but online with, with, and you know, I see them always on their phones and they're just like, ah, my parents not texting me back because of this or that that happened in school. And it's like, if I would have texted my parents while I was in school, they would have told me to get the F off the phone and get back to education and learning. Like, Pay attention to your teacher, you know, kind of thing like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's so different. It's so different. Yeah. And it's not even that long ago that we graduated. No. <laughs> but it's so, so different. My just, yeah. was this year. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so different. Yeah. Uh, our tenure yeah, reunion was, you know, we graduated in 06. So yeah, you know, totally. Uh, you were a little out of us, but not 2004, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just like so different to see the changes, but then it's still the same. And it's kind of it's gonna be funny, right? Like it's the technology is different. The clothes these kids are wearing is different, but they're all still just a bunch of awkward boys and girls walking around trying to touch each other over their clothes. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's where I get like, oh my gosh, please stop talking to me. Oh yeah. Like I said. I'm not only a teacher, I am a therapist, I am a psychologist, I am a referee, like, I am everything, oh, so it's just like, I don't want to know, and they're just like, Miss R, because they feel like they can relate to me, because I give them so much self-esteem, uh-huh. and I'm, and it's just like, oh my god, I don't want to know, like, I probably <laughs> feel like 
some of our teachers, like, yeah. oh, my God, did I do this to them? Yeah, like, how, how much drama are you privy to? Every day, all day. I have students that come to my class every hour. Most of the time, the same students, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Like, I have these students that come to me, bizarre, and, you know, I'm fine with it because I feel like they can come to my class and it's a safe haven for them. And mm, I'm yeah. totally fine with that. But then at the same time, it's like, please, just... Go to the counselor if you need that. Like, and so I try to tell them, they're like, no, they don't understand. And I'm just like, I don't either. Like, really. I'm still trying to figure out life, too, people. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, but you, they, I don't know. You open that door and it's just like, may you have it's one student, mind. four years of bullshit. And I'm just like, okay, so my first year of student, like, not student teaching, but just teaching in general, I'm just like, oh, my God, I've heard so many stories. And I'm just like... It breaks my heart, but then I'm just like, oh, my God, like, really? You need somebody else to talk to. I'm just your teacher. <laughs> I'm just trying to get your education and get you, you know, where yeah. you need to go. But then, you know, I'm, I'm not totally opposed to helping these kids in other areas, such as self-esteem and knowing where they belong in mm -hmm. life, you know? I, I just, I don't know. But then there are days I'm just like, oh, my God, that's enough yeah, no. it's gotta it's gotta be wild. I mean, I remember, I remember like just my teenage drama. You know, right. multiply that by right. fifty, and no. oh my god, oh no, I couldn't do it. I don't know. We had a lot of drama. We had a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah. We still okay. have a lot of drama. Uh, no, we, we try to keep it like minimal. I just sit. <laughs> I just sit in this apartment and I don't leave, so I'm not sure what he's talking about. I still have a lot of drama. Uh -huh. There you go. <laughs> life you know whatever but would you would i know that you like you have a you you live and breathe for where you are would you relocate for your job if the opportunity was to arise you know what to be honest i didn't mention this earlier but i was um you know ut does a really good thing for teachers they give you a um, opportunity that you can go and interview with places all around the world so i interviewed with um, schools in Arizona, California, Florida, um, before, kind of as a trial before I went to where I am now, um, and trying to get my jitters out, you know, trying to yeah. re, you know, vamp my, uh, resume and my interview skills. So, um, I was offered a job in Bakersfield, California, and mm. this is, I was like, all right, yeah, cool, in Las That's, Vegas. My sister teaches in California, too. So. Yeah, I was <laughs> so, like, I was, I was kind of like, that was my first job opportunity. Like, he told me, like, you have a job whenever you want, and I was at a high school, and I'm like, oh, man, this is when my dad was sick, and, you know, it was in April, so I was just like, I don't know, I do have a mortgage, I got all this crap going on, then... Texas and Arizona and Florida, they're just like, yeah, we need you. We need special ed teachers. I'm just like, all right. And so I'm just like, oh. just you have that opportunity. Like I said earlier, you have that opportunity as a special yeah, educator. This, this sounds like the fast track to just like, if you want to move somewhere, so, get a job as a special ed teacher and they'll, there's a school in that really city that do. will hire you. And I'm not trying to like tell everyone to go do it, but if you're passionate, if you're, if you are um, patient if you love children and you want the better, uh, if you want the greater good, I guess you'd say, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, for these students, then that is definitely the venue to go through. But 
yeah, I had all these different opportunities. I'm just like, yeah, why, why did I? But I do love where I'm at, and I am totally all about that community. So, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds to me like maybe that first opportunity, like somewhere else, is like a huge thing. And then yeah. it's like uh, B big. and C and D <laughs> yeah, and E. Exactly. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that just raises, like, you're mm-hmm. like, I'm worth more than what I thought I was to, mm-hmm. to know. And totally. I'm just going to keep that here just in case. Mm-hmm. Right. Keep doing and you have those options, and it's really good to have options. And I'm thankful to have those options because I worked my butt off to where I am. And I took the, those years yeah. right. to be skillful and to master what I'm doing now. So, I don't know. Is there any specific school, any school at all, that you would teach at if you could? Oh, I don't know. Maybe something close to, like, Universal so that I could be, like, closer to Diagon Alley. I don't know, like, Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts. Hogwarts. I yeah. totally <laughs> teach at Hogwarts. I don't know. There's, there's the <laughs> there is. If you could, you teach at Hogwarts. Do they have, like, a special ed? You know, because that's you know what I feel like they probably do, right? They should. Well, Kevin Boyle have to have <laughs> yes, you know? They literally <laughs> say nothing. So I know, knowing J.K. You know. Rowling uh, from her tweets and stuff, I imagine that there's probably an answer out there for this question already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be awesome. Definitely. I would totally teach you Hogwarts. Let's talk about free time. All right. What? Do you get a set time every day that you get to eat lunch? I know you said you have some mm-hmm. project or something that you do. Lunch duty. Lunch duty. That thing. She has to yes. be the entire cafeteria, essentially. Yes. So. They're, what they do is they try to sneak in, like, whoever they can almost pass off as a student. So they're like, okay, let's take let's Stephanie in there. She looks younger. And Maybe the kids, kids will act up not realizing she's standing in the corner. That's a thing. The kids hate us standing there. They're like, why are you standing here? Like, we just want to eat our lunch. Like, yeah, it's like, why are you home. looking at me? Yeah, like, why are oh, you? Oh, I hated are... it. Like, when the, like, when the, uh, the wrestling coaches oh, yeah, would stand, that, they're just like, yeah. it's like I mean, don't look at me, old dude. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, it is actually pretty good because we have had other schools that come in and they're like, wow, this is a really good lunch period. Usually we have kids standing on the tables and like, you know, you know, we're from an inner city. So it's like, and the other schools, they are like even more inner city, I guess you'd say. Yeah. But they are just like, whoa, like you guys have it really good and not on lockdown, but like these kids have a routine and they know what they expect and and how to do things. And, and you know, other kids, while I'm letting them into the line, when they come and visit our school, they're like, what are we in prison? And it's like, no, but you do have to have respect. You do have to know what what to do in a situation like this rather than just being let off like a pack of animals you know what i mean so i don't know um need structure yes that's exactly what it is structure and um it's it's always evolving in that school in which i teach um but to answer your question joe um i do have set time for like lunch and that's between lunch duty a and lunch duty c so i have lunch <laughs> it's about 40 minutes is it fifth period no i actually have planning fifth period mm. are people coming in your are kids coming yes. in and asking questions while you're trying yes. to eat <laughs> i do in my planning i have kids that like wander off to the bathroom because i'm centrally located between the science teacher's room the auditorium in my room and then the 
the bathrooms. So they are walking in here just like, hey, Miss R, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to plan for you. Like, <laughs> well, do you have a mint? Do you have this? Do you have that? I'm like, no. How about, do, yeah, because I, you know, I started this thing first day. I've learned my lesson. Um, you know, the winter green mints, the winter green, like the lifesaver mints mm-hmm. that like everybody loves. Um, I gave them out. I'm like, yeah, take whatever. No, you always limit these kids. Like <laughs> one per session. Like really, that's it. So I don't know. It's, it's just like spiraled out of control. And these kids are just like, do you have a mat? Do you have this? Do you have that? I'm just like, no. Like, leave me alone. Go, go to your science class. Get, you Can know. I have a pencil? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't even talk about pencils. Because <laughs> I'm trying to like... Instead, mechanical like, if you got it. If, yeah, totally. No, my kids are anti-mechanical because they break too easily, so mm. they get really frustrated. Mm. Um, so I have this thing where you give me a pencil, or I give you a pencil, and you give me something in return, and then you, I'll return it to you if you return my pencil. <laughs> like a barter system. I'm like, all right. Yeah, 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 take collateral. Because they keep taking my pencils. I've gone through <laughs> thousands of pencils since August, and I'm just like, Miss R can't deal with that. Just, just gonna start kneecapping kids. I am. I'm just like, oh my god, you need to start. And and that's what I told him. I'm like, guys, if you go to a job and you say, oh, I don't have my uniform on, or you know, whatever. If I don't have my badge, like, what are they gonna do? They're gonna send you home. I don't know. I'm just doing hypotheticals. But they're just like, well, yeah, but this is school. I'm like, yeah, but you need to get your education, your pencil. Get it. Just go. Like, so, do it. Like, oh my God. you have your phones every day. Like, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> do they still sell school supplies back where they sold the cookies? No, they don't do that anymore. Really? They don't sell cookies or anything anymore. Really? No. Oh, my goodness. No. It's so upsetting because that was what the transitional students yeah, did. That was, and that, that was, was such job, a yeah. good job for them yeah. because that taught them how to be responsible. And yeah, you're stacking, you're and, counting, you know, you're, you're counting money, you're dealing with people all day. Life yeah. skills, right? And no, they don't do that anymore. And it's like, oh. Oh, but they sucks. do do the recycling and things like that. So that's really good for them as well. But I, yeah. I really miss the cookies. Oh man. Oh, they admit those, <laughs> the Mrs. Fields or the Otis Buckmeyer. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, those are even better. Yes, the raspberry cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My senior year. Yeah, definitely. You you mentioned the words inner city. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know: Do you get a certain kind of look, or do you get a certain kind of reaction from people because you teach at an inner city school? And is do you feel differently about about it now that you are actually part of the staff than you did when you were a kid? No, I I don't. I don't feel any differently. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I, I really don't feel differently about any of it. Um, when I say where I teach, I do get, oh, you teach there. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And, you know, we're pretty good staff. We have really good uh, education turnout. Like, it's a pretty good school. It's one of the most prestigious, I guess, around where we are from, the mm-hmm. district. Mm-hmm. and. You know, so I don't know. Um, I definitely feel like there is a reputation. And, it, and, and, you know, I feel like we have a reputation of being prideful, I guess, proud and just 
um, representing where you come from and that's being a, proud. That, that's, of, a, that's a symptom of uh, the neighborhood we grew up in. It is. It so is because, you know, some of the teachers that I've had before, they're like, oh, you're teaching or, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm proud. I want to pay forward, you know, but mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, some some people I do get, oh, you're teaching there and it's just like, no, but they're, they're really good kids. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, it's like yeah. I, was, I was one of those kids at one point. Yeah, like, and then they're like, wait, you went to... And I've always... I get that I all get that. the time. Wait, oh, I just said it. Okay. Uh, no, I, well, cut, I'll cut it up. Cut it up. Yeah. Oh, well, you... <laughs> sure. One slip up. 5538. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you get that. You you went to that school, and and I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of where I came from um it's all about what you make of it and how you obtain that education they're giving you what any other school would give you but it's yeah, just no the more, location yeah no like, more no, no less it's yeah and I've seen I've seen a lot of teachers that give up their days give up their time give up their lives for these students and and that's what we need more of you know um just being there for the kids is all it is. Yeah. Bottom line, like, no matter where you're at. Yeah, because it seems, I mean, like, I don't want to, I guess this, this could be a misconception on my part, but it seems to me like the, especially high school curriculum is pretty generalized across the board. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it really seems is. like it, it really is just on the teachers to make that curriculum what it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess you want teachers with that passion, that drive to right. help students as opposed to teachers who are just apathetic. You know, it's, yeah. I think an athletic teacher is probably the worst thing anybody could be. I agree. Um, I mean, uh, kind of going on what you said, you know, we do have that core curriculum that I keep talking about and the standards. You know, you do have a set of things that you have to teach mm-hmm. and that you should teach. And um, while my students are functioning so low, um, we have these uh, regular standards and then we have the extended standards. Um, my kids don't qualify for the extended standards, even though they are at like a first grade kindergarten reading level. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to teach to these high standards, these, you know, college and, uh, career ready, uh, standards. And it's kind of sad, but like, I, I don't necessarily take it down a notch for them but I do definitely make it so that they can obtain it and they can get there and achieve those goals and those standards while also fitting their IEP goals so I mean it's it's like you know it's all about what you make it and those teachers that actually understand how to um, sympathize with these kids empathize with these kids and understand where they're at and what they need before you need it because some of the some of the teachers you have you know they're just there to be these like big strict like oh i'm in charge kind of people mm-hmm. you all know those and um and then you have those teachers that are just there like okay yeah i'm here to teach i'm here to just do what i need to do and get out and then you have those other teachers that are really passionate about what they do and they take time and and really love what they do and make units and do what you know these kids would like to do i don't know you think i i feel like in this junk, like this juncture of your career, you're one of those passionate teachers. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you will remain that way throughout your entire career, or can you see yourself waning? How fast are you gonna get jaded? Like burnout. <laughs> um, I get I get told that a lot. Um, 
you know, I was told last Friday that while I have such a love for these students and such a passion and such a drive that, um, especially in the special ed field, you have a high burnout turnover rate. And my attitude is that I'm just um, sassy and I just, I'm just like a spitfire. I don't know. I, I do what I love and I don't know. I've been working with students with special needs and kids in general for 11 years. So it's like, I don't know. I, I just, it's what I love. It's what I've always wanted to do. You can't so, see yourself. Yeah, I can't see myself doing anything else. So maybe like I may get a little bit like, oh, why, you know, kind of like everybody does. Like, why am I doing this? Like, what is it all for? But then when those kids come to you and they're like, Miss R., this is the only class that I feel comfortable in. This is the only class that I'm doing good in. This is the only time that I feel myself. That's what matters. And that's when I like get back into focus because there are still, there are times it's only my half a year that yeah. I've only been teaching on my own. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm so focused on the negatives. But then I like think back like that, that child just told me today, like, you know, they love me and that. I'm their school mom and they feel so comfortable with coming into this classroom and that this is the only class that they've ever succeeded in. Let's go help like, stoke that fire. And I'm like, all right, it's moments like that that really, I don't, I, I'm not gonna say that I'm never gonna burn out. I'm not ever gonna, I guess, fade away. I don't know, but it's moments like- Six senses fail later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just, I don't know, like, that's what the summers are for. Recoup yeah. and revamp, kind of like right now, you know, the winter vacation. It, it's a really good time to, you know, get myself back to where I need to go, figure out where we're going and where we're headed, and then go there. Yeah, I'd never considered how, like, important vacation was for teachers <laughs> until I became an adult and realized what it's like to work with, <laughs> like, three or four kids, let alone, like, 25 or 30. I'm just like, I, one, don't want to deal with other people's children because they're all assholes. Yeah. <laughs> And two, here's a bunch of them who are going to be assholes to be like, no, there's no way I could do it. Could you see yourself transitioning from special education into general education? Uh, I don't know, because I mean, I mean, right now with the degree that I have, I can only teach special ed. So if mm -hmm. I go back and do my master's and get it in general ed, I could, but um, I don't know. I really don't know, because... The students that I have, I don't really see them too far off. I mean, they may have their comprehension skills and their levels may be a little bit lower, mm. but other than that, I don't, you know, I don't think so. so. I like where I'm at. I love it. If you could switch to any other career, mm -hmm. what would you choose? Oh, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. I think that means you're probably. Yeah, I think I think you, you probably there. found it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I, yeah, I don't know. If you hadn't daydreamed about having like, somebody else's job. Yeah. Maybe if I like had like a younger body, a wrestler, like WWE. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be cool. I love WWE. So. Cutting some know. sick promos. You don't feel like you'll ever like you ever feel like you still want to be an actress. No. Oh, God. Okay. I could never do that. Like, I'm struggling right now. I don't know. Right I've now. seen some people do that. I'm kind but... of, like, awkward. I don't know. I just, I'm so, like, uh, I don't know. I'm too ADHD for it. I don't know. 
I like where I'm at. Like my kids, I think I feed off of my kids and then where are you going? Like kind of like now, I just thought about it. I remember a few minutes ago you asked me how many students I have total, and I only told you my first and seventh hour, and I'm like, oh yeah, like I totally forgot about the other kids that I have. I don't know. That's where <laughs> I'm at in life. Like I forget <laughs> what, what I talk about. I don't know. Um, oh, wrestling equals actress. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, so, would you recommend? what you do to to like a close friend or family member any more than she already has i was, I was gonna say i've heard you say a bunch of times she like, has your patient glowed about this about this career choice that she started so. um my family members i you know they they know what it is and what it's about and i don't know i don't know if any of my family members would be about that but i would definitely recommend it to those who are kind of not knowing what they want to do in life because at first I didn't know that I wanted to be a special educator. I only wanted to be with early childhood. I wanted to teach preschoolers. I wanted to do, you know, kindergartners. Like be around teach, little kids yeah, all day. I always wanted to teach kindergartners. Like that's what I wanted to do. And Influence then I those. found my niche with these high schoolers that I can relate to and like push <clears throat> my punk rock on and <laughs> these walking dead and the wrestling, you know, pop culture stuff. So it's like that's where I found my like love, but I don't know. I think if, if you're definitely wanting to look in a, in a career that you will feel rewarding and you will feel like you've helped somebody, then definitely I would totally go with special education. That's awesome. So you, I think I didn't know the answer to this, but you'd do it all again? I would. I totally would. While I struggled with with school and like the cries and the meltdowns and the outbursts still to this day I do it on a daily basis but that's just like my passion coming out I guess I don't know yes I would do it all again <laughs> all right that's pretty much all we have for for the right. show proper oh. uh, but we do have a couple fun questions to ask okay cool Josh always starts this <laughs> section and it's exactly the same okay tell me or us about your first kiss all right, like how specific? To, you don't have to say any names. Yeah, no, it isn't. Just... All right, um, it was in eighth grade. It was by my house. I have like my dad's house. We had a train track that goes like from the east side to Oakdale area. I think I know the train track. So yes, um, <laughs> so it was there, and um, it was awful. Um, he had gum and it went into my mouth and it was just, uh, it was disgusting. And I'm like, a, I'm just a germaphobe. And I was like, God damn it. What did you do? Like, so I'm just like, no, fuck this. Like kind of thing. I my like, thing with young guys, like they sneak like, oh, gum to like kind of prepare their breath or something. Well, yeah. You're, you're just like, and you then have he's to. like, oh, your dad's probably driving around looking for you. Like he's all like being weird. I'm like, oh God, just, ugh just go home, like, get out of here, bye, like, I'll just walk back home, you know, it was just, like, what it was, I don't know. Okay, well, fond memory. You like zombies. Yes, I do. So, if there was a zombie apocalypse, and you could have one superpower, mm-hmm. what do you choose? Healing factor is not on the table. Oh, 
don't know. I've never thought about this. Uh, uh, like, can you give me some options? I'm like my students. Can you give me an A, B, C, or D? If you, if you look know. behind you, there are hundreds know, of pot vials in here. But Most of them are super powerful characters. I can't think it's past my bedtime. I'm old. Um, I mean, there's there's super strength. There's flight. There's. Ooh, I would definitely want flight because I was thinking about that, like how to word it, like getting around and like trying to get to where I need to go. Float above all the zombies. Yeah, I can't stop you. So not teleportation though. <laughs> <sighs> no, you just. You just well, I just wanted to mess with well, you. Outside. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you mentioned it. I'm so indecisive. Get that Luke Cage skin. They can't bite you. What is your favorite dessert? Favorite dessert? Oh, man. I like, oh, donuts. I mean, I wouldn't call it desserts, but like anything dessert. Anything. Dessert is anything. I can, you know, I can eat I donuts anytime. Donuts, Morning, noon, donuts night, whatever. Well, what's your favorite donut, though? Oh, I don't have one. It's just everything. I love any donuts. I'm not specific on donuts. Yeah. Oh, I, got, I got to go to Haas. I think the best is I the... I just went there last week. Did you? Amazing. Did somebody else there? mention donuts? Because I, I swear like we had this Haas chocolate cake donut. No, we have that Haas conversation about carrot cake. Uh, oh. Which is my favorite dessert. Would you classify it? Oh. A cheesecake as a pie or a cake? Stop with this question. Cake. Cheesecake. It's like a cake. That's what it is. Well, it's kind of like in a pie, but no, cake. Because it's made like a cake, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. That's Josh Stewart thinks. It's made like a pie. Is it? Is, it? It is a pie. Cheesecake is a pie. See, that's the thing. I don't know. That is a pie crust. I just eat it. I don't know. <laughs> I just like it. Yeah, we're so. you off. The cake, yeah. I think yeah. cake requires flour, and there is no flour oh. in cheesecake. I think from a baking standpoint, that is the actual rule. Oh, if it's not, staple in it. Yeah. If it's not, I just right. made it up and it stands. Yeah. I am the authority. You are right. <laughs> I, I do agree with you there. I thought it was made like a cake, but... Yeah, you're right. There's no fun. Okay. Nope. Oh, it's right. like sour cream and cream cheese. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I I fucking love cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake is probably my second. Is there a role model, like teacher, that you had that you kind of model yourself after? I mean, I have like influences throughout my um, education throughout. Uh, early childhood to high school, but um, there are some teachers that I have definitely taken a lot from, from UT, that I will always try to model and try to take some of their wisdom. Um, I don't know if you want me to get into specifics with their names or anything, but... No, um, I just didn't know if there was somebody specifically that you you try to, like, live up to that standard. Um, I I had a professor... Not last, oh, I didn't, uh, it was my last semester at UT, so it was the spring semester, and she taught a lot of patience and a lot of understanding and kindness, and um, I take a lot of what she said and a lot of what she taught with me. I wish somebody could teach me patience. You know, I, I have zero. And that's the thing. Like, obviously, you heard me and him yelling on the <laughs> coming into your house, and I don't have a lot of patience, but I do at the same time. It's weird. I don't know. Or so, do you exercise all your patience at work and, and then, then take it out on him? Take it out on my husband. I don't know. 
He's shaking his head. He nods. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess so. Yeah. He nods in the affirmative. <laughs> oh, um, That's I, why he drinks that. I wanted to ask if you had a favorite teacher in high school, but then I'm like, well, that'll get away. I'm like, no, it won't. Yeah, no, because uh, in high school. Mm, I mean, a lot of my favorite teachers that I had, I am actually co-workers with now. Okay. Um, but I do have one that you guys had and that we all shared, you know, mm-hmm. um, our choir teacher. You know, she was kind of whatever. I liked her a lot. She taught me a lot. We had a lot of good times in our classroom. So. Oh, so did we. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know. Probably too many good times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she taught us a lot of, like, the music world, I guess, but then also, mm-hmm. like... We learned our own kind of things, like social. Well, yeah, I think a lot of confidence. Yeah, comes from, yeah, comes from being. I, she, totally I, I think she she did instill a lot of confidence in us. I think I think so. we were all super cocky for yeah. for that reason. We yeah, we had a we had a reputation uh, in high yeah. school for, for kind of being that way, especially totally. especially within the other musical departments. Like they were yeah. like we were the still, assholes. We were, still to this day, yeah, we were the bullies. Like choir kids are the bullies. Yes. And, and you know what? Which I'm is so funny. thankful yeah. that I can like help my students like and rep- represent the choir, you know, unit there and uh, go and see every choir concert. Concert. It's yeah. awesome. But but yes, I totally agree. They still are because I see these students rock- walking around and lunch duty when I'm doing my lunch duty, like the seniors they're all like strutting their stuff and I'm just yeah. like uh, bitch, you, you get, up, get over yourself. No, I'm just joking. I don't ever say that. But, you know, like, they just, like, oh, man, yeah, they totally have that aura about mm-hmm. them that they're just, like, the shit. I think we should just get it. That'll be the first shirt for this show. It's just choir kids are bullies. <laughs> they are. Because... Yeah. We really were. We really were. were. Especially the band kids. Oh, I hated uh, those kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were awful, uh, and you know it. And, and I don't even think we noticed they were. The, the orchestra kids. I feel really bad. No, they that. were no. just kind of there. They were the dweeby ones, though. It was like I all like the smart kids were in orchestra. Yeah. Because their parents like, you're super smart. You're playing a violin or a cello or something. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. All, so like all the band kids are these like gross dweebs. <laughs> and all the orchestra kids were like these super smart dorks that no one cared about anyway. They were all like mathletes and shit. We were bullies. I, I guess I'm still we a bully. Were. Because I was a mathlete before high school, and then I also <laughs> uh, was given a cello at a young age, and was told this is what you're gonna play. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably not gonna. Do I those mean, you were anymore. in chess club though. I, yeah, uh, chess is amazing. I was playing power play. But that's the thing, like, you had so many different personalities in choir mm-hmm. that, like, we all got along. You had your, you did have your athletes, you did have your mm-hmm. nerds, you did have your geeks. You know, you had all these people that were just there, just to be there. And they, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I would define, like, I don't know. We just all I, had our own things the thing going was, on. It was like, I had taken music theory throughout junior yeah. high. And... I only started going to choir because freshman year, like, first or second day of school, Joe's like, why aren't you in men's choir? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, dude. And he's like, no, go get your schedule changed right now. I was like, right. fine. Like, so I did. have a class together. Yeah, I was like, so yeah, I did. so fun. And I was like, okay. And that literally became my high school identity, like, was right. choir and show choir and concert choir. The biggest choir. thing is I think it goes really far for bridging the generational gap. I mean, if it wasn't for choir, we probably wouldn't even know each other. Right, no, right. totally. Because 
you know, you guys were how you were what three years younger than me? Two, two years two. younger? Yep. Oh, I feel like I don't know. No, so we were all, we were on yeah, concert. No, we, we, that's we right. Were, we were all on concert, and you can only be in South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, when yeah. Rick's Cafe. Oh, Rick. You, you yes. were you were seniors, and we were sophomores. Yep. True. Yes, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then like. Um, Looks like I had to be in, some I had to be in of show our friends that, year. that were mutual friends with refreshments. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Totally. I remember that. R.I.P. Rick. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was a good dude. He was a good. He dad. was. That was a good place. You know, that was a really good, solid, um, safe haven. Like I said it before. Like you have those safe havens in high school, and that was one of them. Like you mm-hmm. can go there, and you can just be cool. You can just do it. Yeah, your own I, thing. I, I like you, to, You're not getting in trouble. Like, I like to give Rick a lot of credit for like the music scene in Toledo today. Right. Because without without him, like all these kids who were in garage bands in 2006 wouldn't be in bands like mm-hmm. Ghost Native today. Like, these kids right. who are playing in, like, the stupid, uh, was it, like, cho- Chocolate Bacon, like, like you know, these kids have dumb band names. They're just playing, yeah, like... Yeah, totally. They're playing, like, really bad thrash metal on stage. Yeah. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Synthetic. Isn't synthetic, yeah. yeah. The, the, and now, you know, those... And, the, like, synthetic Mike Vegas, that dude's, that dude's got a, yeah. a great job. He's got a career now. And he's still, yeah. he still does what he loves. And it's just, it's, it is weird that that dude gave us all a place to kind of go and hang yeah. out and be ourselves. Yeah, Rick, I mean, Rick was essentially like, you see on TV, like mm-hmm. community icons. Yes. Like, yeah, for, for our, our young childhood, yeah. Community icon. He wow. totally was. And, and that's what we need more of, especially in the community in which I am teaching and, and where mm-hmm. we've all grown up. Like, that is what we need. We need a place where these kids can be safe and that they can come and just be themselves and have fun, but, you know, also get the social uh, piece that they may be missing. I, I think they need that, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What is something that your students have taught you? Oh, my gosh. What have they taught me? They've taught me a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of things. Um one street cred. No, I'm just joking. Um, they taught me a lot of different things about like, you know, what what's important right now, especially to the students, like as a whole, not only my kids, but everybody. Um, like I've, I've, I've hammered in on this a lot, patience, because I find myself sometimes like reacting before I think. And, and some of them are just like, well, Miss R, like, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, we're all humans. Like, okay, thank you for letting me know. Like, let's let's get back to where we need to go. So they've taught me a lot of patience and, um, I don't know, humanity, being kind, just trying to teach them. And, and that's the thing. Um, we had our exams last week, and I gave my sophomores, juniors, and seniors an option where they can write a paragraph for some extra credit. And they've given me a lot of feedback and... It was, what have you learned? You know, what are you going to take in the real world? And it was just things about, like, if you make mistakes that you can, don't sit there, you can, um, you can, you don't dwell on it. Just keep on with it and do better. And it's just, like, things like that. Like, I don't think I'm making a difference. And they're always listening. They're always picking Mm -hmm. up on cues. No matter what you think you're doing, they're always noticing whether it's your body language, your, you know, your facial expressions, what you say and how you say it, and just things like that that I've learned that I need to be well aware of. That does make sense. I mean, having 
so many people in a social environment like that they, I guess they weren't as kind of just learning. It was like, like this is how I act in public. Mm-hmm. I guess like this is what the social norm is. So this is how I'm going to behave. And until someone tells me differently, yeah, this is what life is like now. Yeah, and it's it's just amazing. Like these kids, you know, they can barely write a paragraph, but they, you know, when you give them an opportunity to say like what's on their mind or what they're thinking about them they can just produce sentences like crazy and it's just like it was amazing to see what they wrote and i'm just like oh, you guys are awesome like <laughs> i don't know it just made me feel really good about myself as a teacher but also about them and what they've learned because i gave them the option not just about english what did you learn like in any kind of facet in life mm-hmm. like you know, it can be related to English or not. And they gave me everything that was not related to English. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. And I'm just like, that's what I strive for. Like, you need that in life, especially with my students that are coming in from a background where they're not, probably not getting that at home. Yeah, any encouragement or yeah. interest. Exactly. Is hard, probably hard to my, yeah. Totally. I think the biggest thing for you is that the freshmen you have now, you're going to be working with them for the next three years. Yes. And, I'm excited. To and see. that is going to be huge for them. I think that you'll be a fixture in their life, kind of the way your choir teacher was for you. Totally. Uh, because that, I mean, that was probably one of your only teachers that you had year up. Consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That is true, yeah. I agree with that. And, and, you know, and that's the thing, like... I'm already thinking, what can I do with them next year? Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what can I make them interested in? What can I do f- differently for them that will help them along the way and also keep them interested? And so, you know, you don't have those behaviors occurring. And, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to think ahead. But that's another problem I have is I think too much. Well, so. I mean, pro tip, this uh, next summer... Spider-Man Homecoming comes out, so oh. everyone's going to love Spider-Man next school year, so you're, love- you're set. Yeah, Spider-Man's great. Yeah. It'll be all right. And uh, <laughs> actually, before the end of the school year, Guardians 2 will come out. Ooh, yeah, baby group. all Everybody's right. Thanks, guys. Crazy with that. Yeah, so, you'll, so basically, you can, you can focus on Spider-Man yeah. until winter break, and then when that you come back from that, just focus on Guardians. Yeah, maybe. Thanks. You guys are set me up We here. got some compendiums you can borrow. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, speaking of compendiums though, have you, like, what is the, have you intercepted any, like, notes or, like, heard anything wild these kids say? Because I remember, I've, I've, I wrote some pretty raunchy notes in high school. I still have a box of notes in that closet (laughs) right there from when I was in high school, so. Um, Yeah, I said some pretty gross shit in high school, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're, they're actually pretty decent, like. When I'm giving them their journal entries and stuff to write about, like, they're okay. But, um, so one of my slows, it's a student uh, learning objective. So it's a growth measure that I'm taking from the beginning of school to the end of school. Um, the district is needing this for all teachers. So, um, one of mine is capitalization because my students are very, very low on capitalization, um, skills. So, so I gave them a progress monitoring um, worksheet, which was giving me categories of things, I can't even get it out, um, that, you know, product names, you know, street names, things like that, mm-hmm. that you would capitalize. Right. Um, proper nouns. Student, yes. Proper nouns. I had a student give me a proper noun that said <laughs> Mr. Piss. 
Um, I, mind you, this student, he is probably my lowest functioning student and he can barely spell. So it's like, all right, if you can spell Mr. Piss, that's awesome. And then he gave me a product name. Um, urinal. Okay, that was the first one. It was not capitalized, which is fine because you spelled urinal correctly. I'm cool with that. Then he gave me um, cock soup. <laughs> was it one word or two words? It was two words and cock was capitalized. <laughs> and then Oh I'm done. And then he gave me um, a, a, <laughs> I don't want to try that. A product name that was called uh unicorn meat. And unicorn meat was spelled correctly in and meat was in the proper context, not meat M E E T, you know, because some M E A T yeah. yeah, it was M E A T. So I was like Right, well this kid awesome so it was all it was all capitalized so i'm like all right well we need to work on capitalization so then i did another progress monitoring like a week or two ago and he he you know leaps and bounds he he, he was great with it but oh my god you know yeah no none of that <laughs> it was just amazing i'm just like oh my gosh and this is a student i always have to say like Hey, like I am your teacher. You can't say things like that around me. Like you can't address me like that. But if you're writing it down, like oh my gosh, that's genius. Like who does that? I was like, what is unicorn meat? Like what is cock soup? Oh, I mean, wait, I can there's imagine. Some, there's some unicorn meat in my cock. And so I was like, I was wait, there's some cock in my cock soup. Go to Lee Williams and be like, hey, you know, do you uh, have unicorn yeah. meat? Yeah, where's unicorn meat? Thanks. I'm looking for some unicorn meat. I'm trying to make a real nice cock soup. So that's the best thing that I've seen so far. I mean, oh, I, I've heard and, you know, read some things, but I'm just like, that was the best. That is like, yeah, I think, I think I think unicorn <laughs> meat's going to be hard to top for a while. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then he spelled everything correctly. I was like, I'm not even worried about the capitalization. I am so focused on that you spelled everything correctly. And yeah. I'm so proud of you. Like, that is the thing that I commented on. I was like, oh, great spelling. Like. Nice job. <laughs> yeah, this kid's probably like a good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what? All right. Whatever. Like, Nothing phases her. Fine. I want to ask him so bad, like, what is this? But I don't want to have like that awkward conversation. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I, um, have, I have too many awkward conversations. Like, oh my gosh. I, I don't have enough time for that. But <laughs> it was amazing. And so, I'm so happy to share that. That is a fantastic <laughs> story. Uh, I'm glad we got it out the last second. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any questions for us, either individually or as a unit? Um, I don't know. So what what made you guys want to start a podcast? I'm I'm so happy for you guys. You guys are awesome for this, and thank you. I love uh, listening to you guys. You guys are very eloquent. So I've always like, I guess since I started listening to podcasts, I wanted to do one. And then recently this year, uh, you know, Joe and I have been living together, mm-hmm. and uh, the company I was working for went completely bankrupt. I lost my job out of nowhere. So we were sitting here, and I was like, well, instead of sitting on my ass and doing nothing while I'm collecting unemployment, I may as well make my time, like, the best out of my time I can. So in that time, uh, we started a fundraiser, got some money, put all together, and we're just kind of, we, like, that was for, all that was for the other show, Nerd to the Sound Table. And then Joe was just like, uh, I have an idea. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, what's, what's wrong with it? So yeah. we still do that one. We do this one. And I I just want to, I want to do more. I want to do it all the time. If I could do, if I could do this all the awesome. time and get paid for it, this is all I would do. 
I would sit in this chair forever. It's awesome. That's cool. Like yeah, I mean, I talk a lot. <laughs> I have always Same talked here. a lot. Uh, the world has always been my platform and mm -hmm. will continue to be my stage, I guess. Right. Uh, any excuse I have to just shoot off at the fucking mouth, I'm going to keep Same talking. Same here, mm -hmm. obviously, being a teacher. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's doing our, uh, our other podcast, uh, Josh awesome. always kind of says, like, it's, it's, uh, what's the word you use? To, what? To, to describe, like, what nerds is for us. Oh, it's, uh, it's, um, cathartic. It uh, is. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, and it's, it's super chill, and we go on, and we shoot the shit, and we mm -hmm. talk about whatever we want, but this is, is really kind of an educational thing. Um, I mean, there's so much that I've learned in every single episode, not only about whatever career that I had no idea about, but about right. the, the person. I mean, I spent more time with you sitting here in this episode than I have in the past decade. Probably. Right. You know totally. I mean? And that doesn't just go for you. That goes for mm -hmm. most people that come into this chair, uh, including some of like our closest friends have sat in that yeah. chair and we learn things that we never knew about them. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think it, it helps offer people an opportunity to show what they, what, you know, their job is like, what they're, and it's not, not limited to jobs either. We have people come on and talk about adoptive parenting and, and things like that, just aspects of life. Right. Um, I think everybody has a lot to say uh, in being able to give people an opportunity to kind of get those things off their chest and show people what those things are really like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is awesome. I mean, <clears throat> not to... Uh, quote Kevin Smith too much here, but like, because like, this is like he's he's really the reason that I do it. Really, like, I right. listen to a ton of his podcasts, mm -hmm. um, and that's where I fell in love with podcasting in the first place. But uh, just the idea that this gives people that we know and care about, or just people in general, a place to feel like they can be heard, I think is really important because everybody wants to, you know, tell their story or let people in to understand why their life is you know, easy or hard or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so being heard is important. I think that giving people a place to come and do that is really important for us as well. I agree with you guys. That's awesome that you're giving people that opportunity. It's a healthy, like you said, cathartic. Yeah. It, it is. And I mean, plus, like, there, there are so many misconceptions about so much. I mean, like, even Joe and I, t every time we have a guest, like, we tell them, like, look, we, right. we have misconceptions about your job. Like, we assume that things about your job are a certain way. So you sitting here and telling us, we're just like, oh, that's, that's, that if we're learning things and anybody who listens to it is also going to be learning things. And I think that's important just to kind of, um, as I told Joe, like, the, the idea is that the grass is always greener, right? On the other side. So to, to sit down and have someone else tell you, like, Sure, maybe it's greener for these reasons and these reasons, but also it is hard. And also it is a lot of work. And also it's not just me sitting in a room and doing nothing. It is me doing this and this and this and this. And it's not as easy as you think it is. Like it's not just some totally. job. And that's how everybody feels because everybody's job is difficult. Everybody's job is uh, a part of who they are. And uh, without, I guess, just coming out and like yelling your whole life story at people, you don't always have the opportunity to explain to people like why your job is what it is. Right. Sometimes you just gotta take a look on the chin, like up here, like, oh, you, Joe, you sell cars, must be easy, bye. And you're just like, right. oh, I guess, I guess it's easy. 
you know. Same here. Like, yeah, I, I get from family members like, oh, you're a special education teacher. Oh, it must be easy. I'm like, no, I deal with 50 kids on a daily basis that I have to service for their IEPs and their goals and, and while also maintaining the standards. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, no, it's not. But it's like, oh, that's sure. okay. It's like, oh, you're a bank teller. Your job must just be easy. Yeah, like, no. Mm, yeah, well, there no. Are points that it's pretty daunting but it's mm-hmm. like well it is what it is that's what makes us who we are yeah I'm, I'm very adamant about uh we in the college thing mm-hmm. people feeling like young kids feeling they're forced totally. to go to college just because that's what they're told and and so much money is being wasted on education people Ugh. are completing people yeah. just shred their credit because they're getting all these loans because mm-hmm. they think school's paid for and before they know it, they have know. tens of thousands of dollars in debt and have, most of the time don't even have a degree. Right. Or have a degree and can't get a job. Totally. And I think that like this is something that allows young people to kind of get a glimpse into those types of things uh, before they choose to take that path. And that's the thing. Like A lot of my students think that they will never amount to anything unless they have a college degree. And I'm just like, are you serious right now? Like you will be who you are no matter what like why why do you need a college degree to make you I better think, than what you like and i think that's an unintended consequence of yeah, the way the system was like designed after they were just like oh we're just yeah. in all these kids to college we're gonna make sure they all go and blah 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 and it's it's one of these things where now suddenly it's forced on you so much that you think oh well i have to go if i don't go then i'm doing then something I'm, I'm, I'm doing something wrong yeah. like, i'm an idiot or you know what why am i why can't i get this like why doesn't this work for me and it's just because we pushed it on everybody and we didn't realize school isn't for everyone especially when you standardize the way it's standardized it's not only that i think it's the generation before us a lot of it comes with wanting to make your parents proud Mm -hmm. you know a lot of kids want to make their parents proud they don't want their parents to think oh my kid just works in some factory my kid just took up a trade because he couldn't get a college degree. Mm-hmm. And it's not always about that. Um, but I think that there's definitely, for a lot of kids, they hear from the parents all the time, oh, uh, you know, I couldn't go to college. I'm definitely going to make sure you do. And they hear this all mm-hmm. growing up. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I guess I'm going to college. Yes, it's like, what are your options? Right. What are your options? Owens or UT? And that's what I think a lot of people hear. Like, even when we were in, in high school, I remember hearing all the time, like, oh, you're going to go to Owens or UT next year? Like, right. yeah. the, those are my only two options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Right. Unless, unless you want to get crazy and go to BG. Right, right. Yeah, that's all. But then you have to move away. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that 20-minute that drive. Right. It's brutal. Yeah. It's tough. Well... Um, I think, yeah, I think that this definitely gives opportunity for people to see what they're getting themselves into, um, educators, uh, anybody, anybody. I mean, that's why we try to have such a wide range of, of topics and people in here. Uh, because I mean, once I hit maybe 24, I decided that I'm just going to start doing shit. Yeah. I mean, I want to write a book. I'll write a book. I want to sell cars. I'll sell cars. I want to start some podcasts. We're just have some fucking podcasts. It's like 24 was like that age that you just it just clicked. Yeah, you kind of just like all right. Well, I got to figure <laughs> well, something I gotta out. Get something going yeah. here. Yeah. Totally, I agree with you there. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that other people should have that like 
if somebody wants to do something, mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to go to college for four years first before you can decide whether you want to do something. You know, fuck that. Like, look, like right. listen to this. This is what this is like. That sounds good to you. Go fucking do it. You don't have to go to college. Right. I, mean, that's I just, agree. That's the message. That's what I'm trying to do in my classroom. Like, you don't have to do that. There's always options. Uh-huh. But that pretty much covers. Yeah. I mean, apart from the tangent I just went on, hey, <laughs> that pretty much covers there. everything I wanted to ask. Is there anything that you feel like you want to get off no. your chest that we didn't get to? No, I'm good. Cool. I'm good. I had a great time. You Thanks good. for having me. Yeah. Of course. Thank you for being here. Me too. Um, anything that you want to plug? I know that we're not uh, saying the name of where you are. but if And probably none of your social media either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if there's anything specifically that you want to... Uh, charity? Uh, no. Um, I just... Your cool dog? My cool dog? Mm-hmm. Oh, he is pretty cool. Carlos is pretty cool. But Carlos. no, um, I just want to, you know, tell everybody that you know where where I'm teaching and where I come from and where you guys come from it's, it's very prideful and, and we need to be proud of those students that we are servicing and that we are teaching and it doesn't matter where you come from it's just about what you take from it so I don't know I agree also right. agree and I think that's a perfect note to send off on yeah. <laughs> okay yeah sure well we can do this without you <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you can find our social media at SYECast on Twitter and at Set Your Expectations on Instagram. You also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Set Your Expectations. You can find me at Joshua G. Justice and you can find Joe at Joe of the Sound. And if you need us for anything, you know, just shoot a, shoot a DM. Slide, slide into them DMs. As always, if you're interested, let us know. We'll catch you guys later. Good night.